Hello, and welcome to the podcast Used Up Pens, an interview series about the Landreth family's journey with a son and brother diagnosed with autism, Trent Landreth. On today's episode, Corey and Andrea will be discussing the specifics on parenting a child with ASD. Please be aware that this episode will spend the majority of time discussing Trent's younger years. However, there will be some jumping to more current times in his life. Here's your host, Tristan Moore. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Use Up Pens podcast. I'm your host, Tristan, and I have my parents with me, Andrea. Hello. And Corey. Hello. <laughs> um, okay. Today, we're going to um, chat a little bit about what it was like to be a the parent or the parents to um, one of their children having ASD. So, okay, our first question. Um, what was going through your mind with all that had happened so far? So, <laughs> so far, you kids have kind of, the other kids have seen Trent have um, meltdowns or fits or whatever you want to call them. Um, and we, as we've said before, we're kind of like learning along with you. So was anything like at the forefront of your mind, any like worries or, um, concerns? Um, Corey and I are very different people in that, um, he is a worrier and I am really not. Um, I kind of just take things as they come and well, that's the way it is. Let's just deal with it. And he has, he has more of a struggle with, um, oh no, what if this, or, you know, he, he worries a little bit I'm more. I'm pretty sure I know exactly what she's going to say. I'm just waiting for he, it to come out. He, uh, dwelled story. a lot more <laughs> over the years on the fact that Trent would never get married. Trent would never play football. Trent would I never, gonna say that. you know, <laughs> Trent <laughs> would never, um, well, he was a bruiser. He I was mean, a it tank. Was like, yeah. Yeah. He was a tank. But, um, I, I guess I just, it was easier for me to deal with, I think, than yeah. him emotionally in that way. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, I, well, I'm way, way more emotional than you are. <laughs> <laughs> I can be emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I've cried. Yeah, she, once, once in my life. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> not true. Not true. Yeah, I, I think um, that th- those things do get me, and I, and I remember, you know being in those moments and being getting the diagnosis and stuff driving home and and just being flooded with thoughts of you know that as a parent you you have hopes for your kids yeah you you know you don't know what's going to happen to them but you you know you you want them to grow up to be happy to be healthy to you know maybe to find somebody have a good relationship I mean you know have kids like all of these things and even if you don't talk about it, like, I don't know that we ever really talked about that. You know, I mean, we were just doing life, yeah. but, but then all of a sudden you're faced with this thing. We're like, this is not going to be normal. Like mm-hmm. Trent will never be able to be in a relationship with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so he's never going to get married. He's never going to have children. Be in a romantic and, relationship. Yeah. Never going to be able to experience a lot of those things. And, and so we all, face like we we all think about life for other people in terms of our own experiences Mm. when i say that that right so yeah i I don't you know we don't know what's in trent's head 
But when I think about that, you know, I think about him not marrying or not experiencing life the way we might have hoped that I think about that from my own experiences and my own emotional. And and so then I'm, then I'm, you know, then I'm upset. And And uh, there are, there are a lot of things that we kind of differ on of like, you think he doesn't care about something. And I think maybe he does. Um, I think probably he does. Um, but, but it's those, um, uh, theoretical questions because we can't really know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like for instance, Corey has said he doesn't miss people. I think he does. I think he doesn't show it like a typical person or maybe not even show it at all. But, um, so it's just a lot of dealing with Trent is just like theoretical, like (laughs) maybe, maybe not. Let's just be the best parents to him that we can. And yeah, go from there. It always cracks me up when people are like, Oh, does he like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I think so. Like, yeah, he, he the answer is probably yes. He doesn't but like, not like it. I don't know. We would know if he didn't <laughs> like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. We get that a lot. And I don't know if we've talked about this on the, on the podcast yet, but, um, so Trent has a business, um, called drawings by we Trent. We have a business for Trent. We have a business for Trent. That's <laughs> yes. right. Um, and, and so we have traveled around and, and gone to some autism conferences and different things, uh, where Trent draws and he's at the table with us most of the day and, and he typically does fine. But, um, but we get a lot, we get that question a lot like, Oh, does he like this? Does yeah. he like, you know, does he get excited when people like his drunk? Cause people go crazy for his stuff. Yeah. And, and so, um, well, you know, my do- answer is always, if he didn't like it, this would totally be the situation where he would not tolerate it. Oh, he yeah, would melt down. And, There's yeah. lots of people around. You yeah. know, we do our best. Yeah, to there are lots of things. Have him not facing the crowd and things. Right. But, um, but just the fact that he doesn't melt down or act like he's miserable makes me think that he kind of likes it and he probably takes pride in his drawings Uh, yeah and you're probably right but then i try to like i try to process that or i don't know what the word is but filter that through and i'm like the the way you're saying the way you're saying does he like this or does it make him feel proud when he sees people liking his art or whatever I'm just like, I'm just like, no, flat out. No, he does not (laughs) care. In fact, he would probably rather you not pay attention to his stuff. Um, And, and that's what I'm saying. It's all theoretical. It's all theoretical. But you know, we just have to look at the thing. I mean, any other situation like that, he would melt down. He would last for 10 minutes and he'd be done. And I want to go home. Yeah. But he doesn't, but he doesn't. Yeah. And I, yeah. Any one of those things like you were talking about the large crowds, um, the noise that people actually paying attention to what it is that people he's doing. taking the things that he's made. Yeah. If we took, he, any, if we went in his room and took a drawing he made, yeah. he would be hovering over us until we handed that back to him. Yeah. <laughs> and so any one of those things taken by themselves were like, this would make Triggers. him mad, but he does. Yeah. But he does typically tolerate it well. And so I think, I think you're right on Thank some you. level. He must, <laughs> He, he must yeah. not hate it. Well, but at the same time, when somebody comes up and say, is he proud or does he like right. this? We're like, 
No, but no, because he's not processing that the way you are. He's, yeah, not he's, the same way that you yeah, are he's thinking he's not proud that he would. like yeah. you are proud. He's not happy like you are I don't think you happy. flat out tell people no. I, I don't. But <laughs> it's I, just what but you're I'm, thinking I'm, in yes, your head. Yes, that's what I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, right. We don't want them to think no. that we're torturing him yeah, by making him yeah. come and sit And there. mom handles that a lot better than I do because she just is like, yeah, I think he does because he, you know, he'll take pictures with people and whatever. And Yeah, he yeah. does. He's a, I mean, he is irritated. Tristan trained him well in taking selfies. I yeah. did. He is irritated <laughs> a lot yeah. when we're there, you know. Yeah. I mean, he Well, I think it, he that's part of it, he's, that's, he's on edge. He's that's tense. part of the tolerance thing is yeah. like we we can tolerate things that we don't really like to do. I mean, I, I think in, in your job, you have a lot of things that you tolerate doing yeah. because you want your paycheck, but like Trent's tolerance just looks different yeah. because he, he'll get mad if he doesn't mm-hmm. like it. And so it's like his tolerance is running out and then yeah. he gets yeah. anxious and whatever. Um, real quick, let's talk about, you mentioned um, him not, wanting people to look at his drawings um let's talk about that when he was younger and what that kind of looked like oh goodness so i talk about um grandma great so my grand my grandmother um and grandfather lived in my parents basement because my grandpa had had a stroke and my grandpa was very much like trent and that he couldn't talk to communicate and he had an etch-a-sketch or no it was one of those you draw on a doodle doodle oh, yeah thing. the magnet thing magna doodle yeah trent would draw on that magna doodle and erase it as fast as he could and my grandma was always trying to see what he was drawing mm. and he would draw 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 erase <laughs> before she could yeah. see it and she would get so aggravated i want to see it but he did that with a lot of things like yeah. the iPad. He'd draw a picture with his finger on the iPad and then erase it before you could look at it. Yeah. Which we've just, by the way, we just jumped ahead 10 years <laughs> from what? when he was, when he was younger. To an uh, iPad because we didn't to, have yeah, iPads. Is that iPads because we didn't have those for a long time. Yeah. But. Well, he, even with like the paint application on like right. the oh, yeah, box yeah. computer yeah. that yeah. we had. Grandma's, yeah. yeah. No, even like the one computer that we had the, in that the big summit blue house. Mac. No, it was no. like yeah, it was a it was like beige colored yeah, it was a oh, and it was right, right, box. Right. House yeah. In Leon, yeah, no, she's talking about the Summit House. Oh, um, yeah. So he was he was I think. Did we decide he was ten when we? Yeah, I was ten when we he moved was to nine when mm. we moved to El Dorado. Yeah, or eight. So nine. I was thinking about. Do you remember he used to carry the notepad and he would want other people to draw for him oh, gosh, mm-hmm. that and we'd have to be yes. like look if you are not good do not because he will attack you yeah. if you draw something for him and it is not good he, he do, yeah yeah, not <laughs> yeah but if you are good yeah have you will, at it you he will be stuck there for the next draw. two hours oh yeah. yeah and he would get so mad we have a good friend who who um knew him back then and she said i would get so nervous when he would come to me with pen and paper because i can't draw and i knew he would not yeah. be happy about it <laughs> yeah I, yeah i can remember him telling somebody you know draw this or draw that or he, he just he handed the, the pad and say elephant or something yeah 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 and but so, it, it took him a few months so to funny. realize nobody was going to meet his expectations yeah. so he he finally he's way better it. than everybody else. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I recall that being like, you know, anybody knew that came to the house. Maybe that's he when he started obsessing over his own drawings. Yeah, maybe. Probably. <laughs> you know, he gets yeah. his. Because the rest has, of you suck. 
<laughs> so I'm just yeah, going to do exactly. this myself. He's got dozens superior. and dozens yeah. of phone books and notepads in his closet, and he'll go pull one out from, ran, you know, just random. I think oh, that's yeah. really cool. It is. And just entertain that. himself yeah. by looking at his drawings. And sometimes he'll get a pen and, like, add to each page. Yeah. Add a little thing to each page. Yeah. That, or he'll yeah. number them. He does that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, yeah. yeah, that's a whole That's other. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, we talked a little bit about some, like, expectations um, that maybe you had for Trent <coughs> dad. Um, okay. So how did you, and, and obviously, I mean, mom too, when you have a kid, you don't, not that I'm speaking from experience, but I'm just saying when you have a kid, you don't expect anything to be different about them. And so you think of, I mean, I th- think about, Oh, it, this is going to be like this and not even like intentionally. It's just, you know, even I don't have kids right now. And I think about like, oh, when I had like yesterday we were going through the drive through and I saw a mom standing outside with her kids. And I said, Easton, what do you think that they're doing out there? And he was like, well, she probably can't handle them anymore. And so she's like, I need to break kids, like go run in the parking lot. And I said, I'm probably going to be that. <laughs> I'm probably going to be that mom. <laughs> That's like, I can't yeah. handle this anymore. Go run in the parking lot. Um, but yeah, so even, yeah, unintentionally you think of things like that. So well, what gave you, sorry, mm-hmm. especially with a third child when you've had two typical yes. developing children. Yeah. yeah. Um, my question is how, um, or, or I guess what gave you some hope after getting this uh, diagnosis and like figuring out I, it together or, or I guess when did you finally feel like you had some hope? Yeah. Cause I think at least for me finally hope, feel like we had some help the hope hope, hope, hope. the hope okay. thing was not down the road yeah well you, <laughs> you know, know when I mean? he got the diagnosis Oof. since it was new to us i think we just didn't i mean i remember thinking the future is wide open we do not no know where expect. this is gonna yeah. go yeah. i mean we didn't have high expectations that he would was gonna turn neurotypical you know we we didn't we weren't unrealistic about it, but I mean, I remember thinking maybe he'll start talking later. Maybe he'll be able to answer questions. I mean, we weren't ever like, this was never going to happen. Yeah. Um, except for, you know, being oh, totally I was, neurotypical. I was more like that. Yeah. I just kept it quiet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, that's, I still, and that's normal. I still, wait, I, this just happened a, f- a few weeks ago. I, so, you know, Trent still lives with us, 20, 23 and a half, still lives with us, has a bedroom upstairs and, and every night we go in and we, we, we make sure that he's, you know, had his meds and stuff and he's ready and he's in bed. Pretty much tuck him in. And tuck him in. (laughs) We pray with him, um, every night and then, you know, love you and see you in the morning Here's what's going on tomorrow. You know, a lot of times it's okay. You've got, you've got Flint Hills or whatever tomorrow, or, or are you going to see Tristan tomorrow, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there's a lot of times that I'm just, again, a few, few weeks ago, I was up there and we were, was kneeled next to his bed talking and then, and then praying. And I get overwhelmed with these emotions yeah. of, he, you know, he'll never experience this thing or that thing. And even like, um, he, he was, he's been, uh, he seems to be better, but, but a, a month or so ago, he was not 
eating mm-hmm. like normal. Mm-hmm. And he didn't act like he was really in pain or anything, but we just weren't sure if he like, acted happy. Usually when he goes yeah, through he that, acted, he's kind of irritable, but he yeah, seemed happy. He, yeah. He seemed pretty happy and normal, but something was up because he was not eating like he normally ate and, and there's yeah. some, some weird things there. Uh, but again, I'm thinking about him, how I would feel if there was something off with me and I couldn't communicate that, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And so nobody was helping me get better. Yeah. And then that just, you know, then that just got me going. And yeah. Well, and I think about, handle that. is he depressed? <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, is he unhappy? Is, is he know? unhappy? Yeah, that's a. Yeah, those but, are you know, when he interacts with us socially, it's as though he's a very young child mm-hmm. and he likes things young children like. And we have to just make sure we keep him engaged and and uh, doing yeah. things. And yeah. So I Did think those... as, a, as a young child, a young kid, um, you know, I think a lot of that emotional stuff we went through. A, a part like we would go to bed and then I would talk about, you know, mm-hmm. here's what happened or here's what I'm thinking. And then Andrea would go, well, you can't say that or you can't, <laughs> you can't think like that because we don't know. And because he doesn't process the same way and, and we don't know what, what he's thinking. Um, but there, like, I think every new stage of life when he switched schools or just as he grew older, um, I had to go through that process again of you know it's like he's middle school age so but he's not experiencing middle school like a like a typical yeah child um or he's in high school he's not experienced like he graduated from heart spring that was not a graduation you know it's yeah not what you would expect and so then that was hard mm-hmm. to go through um yeah and he had a prom but he didn't much enjoy it. No, he Again, hated it. Very I tried crowded, to dance with him. Very loud. He was not into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, so we can't, I mean, we can't think, He'd much rather oh, be he in missed a large this, conference. he missed that. He <laughs> didn't want this or that, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so we kind of grew him up pretty quickly, but let's back up. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, when when we're younger, again, and having, so you have the diagnosis you're, you're going through, he's erasing all of his, um, pictures Drawings, every time you walk yeah. by. Um, so, so you still had to like, life didn't stop <laughs> when all those things were happening in your life. Um, continuing daily life when your child needs so much attention, um, did he require more or less than others like do you remember having to spend a ton of time on something helping him learn something or did some things he uh pick up pretty well and how did that impact your your daily life I suppose I always kind of said raising Trent was like raising three three children in in one Mm. (laughs) like he's a triplet he's just because he but so it was busy with him, but it was a different, it was also busy with you guys, a different busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, um, he required our attention at home. You guys had things that required us taking you to places or going to your games or going, or mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, but I, 
he took he took a lot more emotional energy yeah. from us, I think, because when he was really tough physically, it broke our hearts. Yeah. And that was exhausting. Um but for the most part, if he was have if he was in a good phase, like we call it, you know, he just kinda life went through waves with him when he was in a good phase it felt pretty easy to be his parent I mean especially once he got to heart spring and they were handling his behaviors and we were not getting calls yeah or having to deal with this child's parent is angry because Trent bit their kid or yeah you know um that was kind of I remember feeling a huge relief when he went started going to heart spring I yeah, I'm thinking back now to like even getting him on the bus uh, to go to school and and constantly, you know, there, there was a time when we were getting like almost daily calls. Yeah. The bus would make two blocks down the road and they'd have to stop because he was trying to kick the windows out or he had and gotten And he was in a five point harness that he had harness. twisted himself yeah. up in in about a 30 seconds. And, yeah. and so, you know, we just never knew what was going to happen. And all, you know, every classroom that we took him to, every parent and or I, I mean, uh, teacher and para uh, administrate, they all were very confident that they were going to be able to handle him. Yeah. And, and then he had them crying in the hallways, uh, shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that meant that we were getting constant calls Yeah, because he had done something. And, and so it was like, you, you know, you, you, you feel like you've finally gotten to a place where they're going to be able to handle it. And then, they can't handle. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think, I mean, we are jumping way ahead, but at, at heart spring, it was finally like, like we kept waiting for those calls and we never, they never came. Yeah. They're like, we're, when he's here, we're just going to handle it. Well, so that I think was the earlier years were different. tougher on you in that situation. I mean, it, it took an emotional toll on me cause I knew it was happening, but I was working full time in yeah. the schools and you were the one they would call. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because when he got older and was more aggressive, you were working and and had a schedule and, and mm-hmm. whatever, and I was preaching, you know, doing that for a long flexible. time, and so I had a yeah. much more flexible schedule, mm-hmm. um, and so I was, uh, yeah, was the one getting called yeah. and dealing with those things, and as he got bigger and stronger, then, the, then I was still involved in that, because then I... You were the one who could physically handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Sorry. So, <laughs> yeah, mom, just get super buff. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He's only a foot taller than me. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, you mentioned before a kind almost uh, fearing those calls or or. Dreading. Hoping they wouldn't come. Yeah. And yeah. then the calls coming. Were there any more um, kind of fears that you had about Trent? While he was growing up? Oh, church was often difficult. Mm. Um, because Corey was preaching. He was occupied yeah. through the entire the, Yeah, the person that could handle um, him was yeah, the and, one time he was busy. <laughs> right. And just, you, we never knew what to expect. Yeah. Um, it, just because he's so, imp- he was so impulsive and quick. Oh, yeah. Man. You know, so, so I, I worried a lot with that um and there were some things we tried and then just gave up on like um tried the kid zone at the y 
Yeah, he went maybe twice, and that didn't really work out. And, yeah. Um, I mean, there were we w- we would just try something, and if it didn't work, we yeah okay, that's fine. We tried it. We're yeah. gonna move on something else. Yeah, I think we we talked about Trent at church before. I think earlier mm-hmm. podcast, which I mm-hmm. guess this is fifth, so <laughs> it hasn't been very yeah. long. But um, th- but uh, you know, thinking that that having him in church every week when he was very you know from the time he was an infant from the time he was born yeah. you know i was preaching so he was there all the time and and so like every other little baby he got passed around to everybody you know all the ladies and you know they'd mm-hmm. all want to hold him and all that kind of thing and and i think we we don't know but i i've often said that was why he handles people so well mm. because he was you know he's always been around yeah. him there. it wasn't we didn't isolate him and so he he was kind of forced um to, to be around other people and yeah. to be held by different people and whatever and i think over the i think that actually was a good thing mm-hmm. as he got older because he wasn't um averse to being yeah. around people but I know. church was still difficult because remember when he punched ed in the mm-hmm. um he had gotten out of the nursery and he'd ran into the, I was up on the stage preaching. And mm-hmm. he, I don't think he was in the nursery. I think he was sitting. Maybe with somebody else. With I don't somebody know. else. I think at that point I was doing the band or something. I don't, know. I don't remember he who came in he the, was with. He came in the big room. There, yeah. And there was a big, Trent always goes after like the biggest person mm-hmm. in the room. Like the alpha, who he sees is yeah, the most authoritative, yeah. I think. So on the very back row um, was this big guy I mean just physically very big mm-hmm. guy who happened to be a guard at the prison <laughs> and he was sitting with his wife and Trent runs into the room and he's like sees the back of the guy and just like punches him in the side of the head <laughs> and and you know Ed like jumped up because mm-hmm. he you know I think he's thinking about work or whatever. Well, like, yeah, and that's I, startling. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready. Oh, and he yeah. turns around and there's this little kid there who's mad. And 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 he he was very gracious about it. Um, you know, he, he was very cool with it. But, you know, also concerned because what if that would have been an old lady? Yeah. Probably wouldn't have been an old lady because right. Trent wouldn't have gone yeah. after somebody like that probably. But um, but you never know. Yeah. And so, you know, we we struggled like both of those things. And then I, I know we've had times where we talked. Andrew was like, well, maybe I should just stay home from church or that we should have him watched at home um, while we go. Mm-hmm. And, Which, we, did, um, and yeah. we did do that um, for a short time. For a very short more. time. It was always extremely hard to find anyone yeah. who would would watch him him. and Mm -hmm. especially Sunday mornings. That was difficult. Yeah. But for, I mean, that was just a very short time. So I think overall, you know, there's been chat, there were challenges with that, but then there were also benefits from that. And I think it exposed other people to, to him. And in the small community we lived in, they didn't know anything about autism either. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, everybody kind of grew up and they, and they were very, gracious even though they like us they didn't know what to do what to say how to handle it um but we kind of did that together and it yeah i think that's um pretty encouraging to families actually because i know a lot of a lot of families attend church and then they have they have a child Mm -hmm. with asd and then they feel like they can't go or you know they feel like they don't have the help or and yeah i think it's important to note that 
you guys did. We did have someone watch Trent on Sunday mornings for a while. And then, you know, that mm-hmm. was a phase. And then mm-hmm. now he um, handles himself pretty well. Yeah. I think it's so fantastic that some of the churches are incorporating a special needs program now. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I know it takes a pretty big church to be able to facilitate such a, mm-hmm. a program. But um, I've heard of some adults like Trent's age um, that have things like Down syndrome or ASD or whatever, mm-hmm. who that's that's kind of their little community mm-hmm. and maybe if it's just even if it's just once a week i think that's that's really cool that they yeah um they enjoy well, that and yes that is good but ev- but even when that's not there we have encouraged other parents like i i know you feel like uh, you feel bad, mm-hmm. like your child is being distracting and keeping other people. Yeah. Um, but you probably feel way worse about that than the the people around. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. I, Trent comes to church every Sunday with us. He sits in the back and he makes noise during the whole service. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And he rocks. <laughs> yeah. He rocks and he and, and he makes noises and he, I heard him this last Sunday. He said. Something I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I hear him laugh sometimes. Yeah, said something from the back, but and um, you I've, know, if you don't know, at like it, it, it's like what's going on back there. But people are typically the majority of people are are usually very okay yeah. with it. And, and there yeah. there have been times where he's done that little happy noise that he does. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll look at Easton like because we are, are sitting in the chairs with everyone else typically and yeah i'll look at easton like there was trent yeah and no one else moves a muscle yeah i've i've noticed people just i mean well and maybe like like us typically they block it out yeah i mean if they've been coming a long time they may just i mean i i don't think anything of it just because we're so used to it but i would i think i would just say like i would rather parents bring their kids to those things than just be like oh they're too distracting Mm -hmm. it's too much and just keep them home Mm -hmm. because the rest of us need that yeah we we need to be around people that are different from us even when Mm -hmm. it's a little uncomfortable um and and i you know i mean that just rolls into how many times did we have trent at the store because you you know and you've got multiple kids you have to go to the store and and we had to take Trent because we didn't have anybody mm-hmm. else to watch. And and so I I remember being at Fred Meyer in Idaho. We'd gone to see the family or something. I think the other kids were with some, you know, they were playing with there. But we ended up taking Trent. And he was in the um he was small enough that he was sitting in the in the cart and he went on a tear. He was so angry about something. And we were like, I think I was holding his, I was either holding his hands or his legs, but he was sitting in the seat in the cart. Oh, in the seat? In, in the, the seat. And we had his legs like pulled down. <laughs> so he was like stuck that. there. We were holding his hands like on the, on the handle of the cart. And he's like screaming and he's mad and he's mm-hmm. trying to bite and do whatever. And, and we're like, you know, we've got him pretty well secured in the mm-hmm. cart, but. Like he's just going crazy and people are walking by yeah. pushing their carts and their families and they're staring at us yep. and they're like disgusted and whatever. And, uh, we're just like, Oh yeah. Like this is just, <laughs> it's just the way it is. You know yeah. I mean? There's nothing you can do about it. I, uh, I saw a lady in the store the other day 
and um, it was like really early one morning. It was probably like 7 a.m. or something. And it was a woman and her um, younger child. And I I was in a hurry, so I was like walking fast. And I saw the little boy look at a Hot Wheels car. And he was like, Mommy, I, I want this. I want this. She said, No, you don't get anything. We're here to get blah, blah, blah. No, I want it. And he kind of like threw him like stomped on the ground it was like kind of starting to throw a fit and she said you bit me this morning you don't get any toys <laughs> and i was like go mom yeah i didn't say anything right then but i'm like yeah and then she like he was of course screaming crying yeah. they walked down the aisle whatever and then i saw them again at the checkout and he was like still going on about something and she just looked like like so exhausted yeah. and tired mm-hmm. and i i was walking out and i stopped her and i was like hey ma'am um i saw you earlier in the store and her face just dropped like she thought i was gonna she was ready for yeah yeah and i said i know you look really scared like what am i about to say because i'm a stranger but i just want to say you're doing a great job and like i really like i think you're a great mom and she was like oh my gosh thank you so much it's so hard (laughs) and i was Mm -hmm. i'm like that you know yeah. If yeah, you see and, that, people and sticking to your guns like that with a with a kid who is going to physically attack you over it, yeah, is difficult. I I know we had to learn to just um, detach our emotions. I mean, in a store like that, if he started throwing a fit over, he never he never threw a fit over not getting candy because we never let him get candy in the mm-hmm. checkout until he was grown. I mean, I do now. Yeah. Um, He's not going to throw a fit if he doesn't get it now, you know. Because he's such um, a good boy now. He just, when he does such a good job in the store, he still hates the store. But um, anyway, um, I've... Oh, that's different. Never mind. That's a different <laughs> okay. story. Um, but I think... I, I know that I've... I had to physically, like, emotionally detach just to get through and just, you know... Just do what you got to do, just, right? Yeah. And, yeah. You just, and sometimes yeah. you just have to... And a lot of times when it got bad enough, we would just have to leave. I mean, well, we're just going to cut this short and do it later. Yeah. It's and I don't know it. that I, I was just actually going to say, I don't think that kind of thing happened very often. Like we just, we were just like, we have, these things have got to get done. We have got to do life. We have got to take care mm-hmm. of the other kids. We have got, there's this things. And so we just like just plowed through for better or worse. You know I mean? It was like, yeah, he's going to throw fit and it's going to be rough and it's going to be whatever, but we've got to do it. So let's just do it. Um, yeah. And, and you know, even when it was difficult, we've, we've talked how many times, Andrea, we've talked about like b- being so thankful that the other one stuck with it because how do you do this with just oh, yeah. one parent? Yeah. Um, and I have talked to parents through, um, through Trent's, you know, popularity parents have reached out to me, single parents mm-hmm. trying to deal with this. And I don't know how they do it. Yeah. And you know, people, um, parents send their kids to heart spring, you know, to live, which I totally get. We are just so blessed. We lived close enough mm-hmm. that we could take yeah. him and have him be a day student. But, um, yeah, but single, single parents dealing with that. I, yeah, we we, we love you, we, and we, we're yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, so Good job. very thankful there were two of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, to wrap it up here, what was something um, that kind of eased the day to day life of that 
kind of stuff when when you were in the trenches so to speak um that could maybe be helpful for uh families listening nothing well i one of the one <laughs> oh, of the okay. things because you know he did so terrible um going to the store mm-hmm. um one of the things you know when cory got home i'd go to the store by myself yeah. or take mm-hmm. you or you know the other kids but um yeah just just giving breaks you know, being, yeah. and it's okay. It's okay to, for you to run out and do something by yourself, even if it's running to the bank and back, Yeah. you know, if you have a chance to, to take a break and just take a breath without them right there, mm-hmm. um, it, it helps a lot. Yeah. But also every day's a new day. I mean, if, even the phases in life where it felt like He's been throwing fits for three weeks. Is this ever going to end? Mm. I mean, even just holding out hope that he's not going to be this age forever. I mean, feels like it in the moment. But yeah. but just remembering that tomorrow's a new day and he's he can't be in this phase forever. Yeah. Well, and 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 also I th- I think considering um part of it is just not being selfish. And going as hard as it is for us, how hard is it for Trent? He can't tell us. And I think maybe some of those were were big moments for us when we were in the kitchen talking about how difficult life was and how rough Trent had been for a couple of days. We lived on Summit, and Trent came out of his bedroom, I, and he'd been doing really good. And then for the last several days, I'd just been fighting with him and mm-hmm. had to restrain him. And and he comes out of his bedroom in the morning. Um, and his cheek is just swollen up really big. Mm. And we realize like something's wrong. We take him to the doctor. He's got an abscessed tooth. Mm. How bad does an abscessed tooth hurt? Yeah. And, and for days this has been festering and get, but he could not communicate to us that like we had no indication that he was yeah. in pain. And how bad must it have been, have been hurting to be swelled be out. So, like yeah. So yeah. swollen. Yeah. Anybody, any, uh, any of the rest of us would have been in tears far before that time right. and gotten it taken care of. Right. Mm-hmm. But he can't tell us that something hurts. He just lashes out and there, any, any like people goes, well, couldn't he? No, he didn't point. He didn't talk. He didn't. There was no yeah. way for us to know. And he still only, won't do those things. The, yeah. The only way for us to know if he ever was hurt is if we could see it. If he had a cut yeah. or something on his body. Yeah. Because there's no way you're going to stick your fingers in his mouth either. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. So, you know, realizing then and then and then, of course, we, you know, how many times do we feel guilty because oh, we, terrible. we did something or, you know, I remember like getting upset with him and like forcing him to pick up his toys and put them in the bin and mm-hmm. take them to his bedroom. And I remember you saying, I don't understand. I don't the other understand. kids could yes. do this Why? at his age. Why he is he just not refused. doing it? Like, and so we thought he just was, you know, he's just strong willed or like whatever. And then we find out and I'm like, Oh, I feel like a horrible, horrible person. Anyway, um, g- going, going through that and, 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 and then realizing as an abscess and getting it taken care of. And like 12 hours later, he's a completely different kid. Yeah. And then, and then having that empathy that, Oh my goodness, as hard as it is for us, it's gotta be that much harder for him. Yeah. Because you know, it's just, it's totally different. And so trying to keep that perspective, I think is, is really yeah. beneficial. 
Um, yeah, that's really good. Okay, cool. Thanks for your insight, guys. Join us next week on the Used Up Pens podcast. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Used Up Pens podcast. So, Tristan, during this episode, you guys talked a little bit about uh, Trent being in pain and mom and dad not being, or Corey and Andrea, <laughs> not being able to uh, know when he's in pain. Right. Uh, I saw on Instagram recently, they posted a photo of Trent going to get a massage. And mm. she mentioned that uh, they do that as a preventative measure. And you've taken him to get a couple of those before, right? Yeah. So um, I started going to get massages more regularly at the beginning of the year. And um, Trent's had been taking before the pandemic um, massages about once every three months just to to help him relax a little bit and ease some of um, the pain and the the pressure that he could be having, especially in his, his shoulders or his hand when he draws all the time or when he rocks all the time. Um, and so, um, his massage therapist wasn't doing massages during the pandemic and, um, which we understood of course. Um, but then my massage therapist, one of the ladies that works, um, with her was very open to seeing someone with, um, autism. And so she actually took a training that we offer for free at HeartSpring. Um, I went in and did a training with her about understanding autism and she does his massages now. Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, so now there are some more preventative measures taken. Trent, I think, is doing better now. He'll say, like, head hurts. Uh, he's able to communicate now. If it's something simple like that, He's that's just what he's been taught, is if you have a headache, you say head hurts. But even still, we have to, like, yeah, you have to pry through for it. <laughs> Mom has said um, now, of course, you know, and, you know, uh, when he was younger, like we were talking about in the episode, he, he didn't do this at all. But she said now, um, if if he is acting upset or acting mad and they ask him if his head hurts, he could say yes or no. And he could be fibbing or not. We don't know. (laughs) Um, but if mom asks him if he wants medicine, if he says yes, that typically means that his head was hurting because they notice, you know, like a relief in him after he gets medicine, if his head was hurting. And like, if he's been up the night before or something, typically if that was the reason he'll go sleep after he gets the medicine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we kind of wanted to talk. I know we mentioned that in the podcast of when he was younger, but now we we're kind of more aware of that and we're able to take some more preventative measures. Right. Tristan, did you know that there's three new reviews this week? Three? Holy Toledo. I know. So I'm going to read these to you like we do. Let's Uh, do it. The first one is more, please. This is from Jay Noller. (gasps) Yeah. Uh, She says, I love this family. I appreciate their realism, their struggles, and their joys. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone. I wish they could put out a new episode every day. Wow. She's the coolest. Why don't you just come live with them for a little bit? And you can experience firsthand (laughs) every day. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Number two is from Lady Windu. Uh, I can't see the title of this, so it just says love and recommend the heck. Oh. And so I assume it. She, that finishes with recommend the heck out of this podcast. <laughs> I, we're going to assume that's what it is. As a mama of a beautiful and incredibly difficult child with ASD, this podcast resonates in my heart and soul so profoundly. I cannot recommend it enough. I have genuinely looked forward to the new episodes with great anticipation. I love hearing another family's perspective on life in general, but also the unique love that is formed in a family learning to live and thrive with someone who has ASD. I also feel like I'm beginning to learn more of who Trent is as an individual and how far he's come. Your hard work is paid off, and I'm so proud how each of you handle yourselves personally and professionally. Like Mitch said, so they're 
from Mitch Windu from earlier. Yes. <laughs> uh, like Mitch said, the quality of production across all the platforms are phenomenal. I love the heck out of you guys. P.S. Grandma Ellen had the exact same reaction to Logan's diagnosis. Couldn't stop cackling. This podcast has all the feels. Shocker. So sorry, Grandma Ellen. Maybe we need to talk She's to you about it. not going to listen to I this. know. <laughs> we could try, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last one is from uh rocket 1995 i guess that's just 1995 okay. uh the title is amazing insight thank you all so much for this podcast me and my wife have a two-year-old boy that was recently diagnosed with autism this podcast has been a godsend for me thank you for everything you do it's nice to hear genuine insight i'm gonna cry <laughs> that was uh, so sweet right yes yeah. so thank you for that rocket 9 1995 and the other ones <laughs> that uh that reviewed as well uh remember to um, leave a five-star review if you can and a review if you'd like to have it read. Um, but like I've said before, the, the best way to get this out is to, to tell your friends and family about this podcast. When we share it on Facebook or any other platform, it takes two seconds. Just share it to your story or share it to your page or whatever. Um, we want to try to get this information out as, as fast and as efficiently as possible. And we find that that's the easiest way to do that. Uh, Tristan, if people wanted to purchase any of Trent's artwork or anything like that, t-shirts and the such, what? where would they go for that? You can head on over to drawingsbytrent.com where you can get your hats, your shirts, your cards, your coloring books, all the goods. Are those socks in stock yet? They're, they're, I don't know if they announced that. Oh, well, maybe you heard it first, but maybe not. <laughs> uh, anyway, and if you want to follow Trent on social media, he is at drawingsbytrent.com. Uh, on inst- on Instagram and TikTok, and then just drawing by Trent, drawings by Trent on Facebook. So thanks for letting us talk to you a little bit at the end of this podcast. And as always, thanks for listening. 